0: You're listening to the Trinity Ministries podcast. For more information and to support our ministry, go to www.trinityhudson.org. The uh and, and it's and it's fun to uh it's fun to have a video like that. It's good to laugh. Um but I, I on my message today, that'll probably be the last bit of the lighthearted stuff. Uh so on my message uh today. So, uh, boy, yesterday we had I uh, just I just um, my son, my youngest one just graduated from the high school. And so we had his party. We had a whole bunch of things happening and, um, it's just, it's just good times as a, uh, as a dad, as a parent. And we, when we move on and it's summertime, um, and we know where our kids are going, but it's, it's also so encouraging when we see what they're up to, what their plans are. And you saw all those, the seniors here a couple weeks back and they all had grand plans to do great things. Um, so I, I want to I talk about being dads today. In fact, that's probably one of the main topics I'm going to be focusing on. But uh, <clears throat> in, in, in starting off, though, I want to just revisit the wisdom that Jesus shared uh, when we read the gospel. And the wisdom that Jesus shared, I, I loved it because the first will be last. And I was just talking to a dad about that yesterday. Uh, he was reminding his son, no, We don't run ahead. The first will be last. We make sure other people, other people have that opportunity to go, uh, to, to go in front of us. Um, at the cross, of course, we teach put God first and, and the needs of others in front of your own. Um, but see, he also illustrates how pride will lead to humiliation. When we're too proud, it leads to humiliation. And, and when I think about those sorts of things as a dad, how do we teach those things uh, to our children? He reminds us uh, to, let praise, to let others praise you and not promote yourself, not be self-promoting. There's a huge message in just that small amount of text that we read in the gospel. But finally, um, and, and I, I want to preface my message with this, that no matter what others say or do or how we are promoted or self-promoted, probably the greatest promotion you'll ever receive is the knowledge that you are loved by our Heavenly Father. So with that, I want to enter uh, our time. Uh, Jesus' words open our service today with a clear example of how to teach wisdom. By example, by, uh, by stories. Dads, that is our job. Our job is to teach wisdom. And today is that day where we honor fathers in this country, uh, but it's not, we don't honor them just because it's just a holiday or it's because it's tradition. As I was kind of sharing with the kids, it's, it's something we're commanded to do. It's something that we're asked to do. Um, We honor our fathers, we honor our mothers, uh, as we follow, uh, you know, children, obey your parents in in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father, honor your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it all may go well with you, and you may enjoy a life that is long on this earth. So it doesn't say honor moms and dads only when they're nice to us. It doesn't say honor moms and dads only when they're good and we agree with them. It says honor them, and so as believers, that's what we do. Now, uh, today, uh, as, I'm speaking to, um, as I'm speaking to dads primarily, uh, those of you that aren't dads, because there's, there's only so many people can be dads, there's people who can't be dads too. Uh, so I, I want you to stay with me with my message, though, because the topic I'm going to share, um, I think it's important enough that we need to uh, uh, focus on it. And that is, uh, as I look around, and as I see... Uh, Kids as they move on to college. And as they move on from, you saw the whole pack of seniors here a few weeks back. Um, We are in a a, kind of a a dire situation here in America. And that is we have people who leave the church. Our kids leave the church, and that's where I'm going to talk about today. It's kind of like a little, it's it's a war. And it's one of those things where, where as dads, as parents at home, this is what we have to contend with because parents, we're on the front lines with this. What's at stake is, is not our, our properties and things like that and traditional wars. It's what's at stake is our kids and their faith and they're walking away from it. And that's what I want to ch- uh, talk about just briefly today because we're not uh, winning this war either. We're losing in many cases. Children are turning from faith in record numbers and it's, as soon as they leave home or go to college, they, they certainly don't, uh, they, 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 they leave the church. Now, if you don't believe me, um, we can take a look at our, our, uh, our attendance numbers. We can take a look at uh, college campuses. We can look at habits of our kids and, and how, they, how they live and so on uh, relative to um, so many others. It's, it's a dangerous situation that we're, that we're doing uh, here in Hudson, whether, whether it's in Hudson or whether it's in just in America. Take a drive. It's everywhere that kids leave the church. And so historically, this is nothing new. Uh, my wife and I, we were, we were in Israel earlier this year, and it was really kind of fun to be there because we focused a lot on Old Testament scripture. And one of the things that we uh, read quite a bit from uh, in Old Testament um, it was, w- it was just the first several books, uh, including Judges. And in Judges, uh, ju- the second chapter, we have a perfect example of this idea of generations leaving or, 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 or saying, I, I have enough of this God. I want a different sort of God now. And so we don't follow our parents if we uh, at, at times so i'm going to uh, I'm going to read for you most much of my um, scripture is going to be coming from the Old Testament today. but let me start with a little background in judges two uh, uh, verses six to twelve um, the nation of Israel had just marched into the promised land, and they were settling there and when they went in, they didn't fully follow what God had instructed because he said, "Take all the land, get rid of all of the." All of the inhabitants there, and they did not do that. So when they instead of uh, instead of conquering all of it, they settled in some of it and left some of the residual people there to uh, to have an impact on the new on the Israelites showing up. And just before the passage that we're going to look at, the Lord told the Israelites they had not done what He had desired, um, and they repented of it. Now, with that in mind, I'm just going to read um, Judges uh, the, the second chapter. It says, After Joshua sent the people away, each of the tribes left to take position of the land allotted to them. And the Israelites served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and the leaders who outlived him, those who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Now Joshua died at the age of 110. And after another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things that he had done for Israel. The next generation did evil in the Lord's sight and served the images of Baal and they abandoned the Lord who had brought them out of Egypt. They worshiped other gods and of the people around them and this angered the Lord. You see, once Joshua passed away, uh, the next generation, and uh, his generation passed away, the next generation turned their back on God and now our generations, they don't even wait for our, uh, they don't wait for our parents to die off. It's just, we all of a sudden they're just, they just don't go to church anymore. I mean, they might come back uh, when they're older, or when their parents maybe. But they don't. They, they do that if they immediately leave home and they don't come back to church very often. Um, they they worship the god of Netflix. They worship the god of fashion or video games. They worship the gods of convenience, sports, and entertainment. They, truly, they worship the world. Um. You know, it's not, it's not an easy thing to, to say, but these are, these are, because I'm a dad, you know, and I, and I think about these things as I was raising my sons. And so it, it lays heavy on my heart to see uh, kids who, you know, there's such good intentions, or such good things in parents, and yet they, 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 they go away from the teachings that they were brought up with in our church. What is the world? First uh, John uh, chapter two verse sixteen says the world offers only lust for the physical pleasure. Everything we see and pride in our possessions, these are not from the Father. They're from the, this evil world. Uh, yeah, right, I, I pull out Romans, Romans, the first chapter in Romans, just verses twenty-eight to thirty-two, and just compare this to, with what we see in our news. Compare this with what we see in our Netflix, on our uh, and conversations in our uh, schools when your kids come home. Um, and by the way, uh, I just want to say last week I was, I was preaching at the family center and one of the coolest things I saw was a, a couple of kids that are part of the youth group and they were, I said, what are you guys doing? Because uh, I was talking to them afterward and they said, we're just, we're, we're writing and highlighting the, the scripture you were putting in that you were uh, sharing. They're writing their Bibles and, and highlighting that. They were paying attention and, and they were writing these things down so they could go back and revisit them. I was very encouraged by that. But consider uh, the first chapter of Romans compared to America. They did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, and so he gave them over to what, they ought, what ought not to be done. They have become f- filled with every kind of evil and wickedness, greed and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent new ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they continue to do them anyway, and in fact, they encourage others to join along with them. I don't know. I mean, we live in a culture that approves of turning its back on God. From the public education system to our news programs, popular movies, it's okay to make fun of religion because it's just not that important. It's not relevant, really. It was relevant for grandpa and grandma it was relevant for you guys for moms and dads but it's, ah, it's that's old that's tired there's better things out there it's boring now so fam- families and, and parents especially we, we truly are on the front lines and it's kind of a war and we're called to be a part of it we're called to defend our families we're called to defend our kids prepare them have conversations with them you know we laugh about the uh, the silly father's day video and, and, and that sort of thing that's a good thing because I, I, I enjoy laughing uh, and I enjoy having, a, have, having fun and, and, and joking around. But I know when, we, when, when I come here and we're, we're all in this room together and we're a family at Trinity, I, I, just, I want our time to be focused on what's important. And I really believe our kids are that important. So how do we protect our kids? I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to um, give you three suggestions. And then, then I'll be done here. Number one is with our words. We fight our battles with our words. In Deuteronomy 6, it says, These commandments that I give to you today are, are, are to be upon your hearts. Deuteronomy 6, uh, 6, 6. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Dads, moms, we need to talk to our kids. We need to talk to our children. We need to be involved in their lives. Tell them about God. Tell them about the Bible. Tell them what God has done for you. Tell them how you trust the Lord. Tell them how you came to know who this, who this Father in heaven is. That's your testimony. We need to share that boldly. Share your testimony. And those conversations, those long car rides and so on, share our testimonies. A study done recently to determine the amount of interaction between fathers and small children, this is what it shared. They asked dads, how, how much time do you spend talking to your kids? And the dad said, uh, you know, well, probably an average of, of 15 to 20 minutes a day I talk to my young kids. And that didn't sound, that didn't sound like all that much. But at the same time, it sounds, it sounds pretty reasonable. What, what they did with the study further, they actually put a recording device on the, on the dads and followed them around for a, for a week to see what the actual numbers were. And the actual numbers were closer to 37 seconds on average a day of interaction, communication with your young kids and dads. I mean, let's think about this for a moment. Um... Let's look back Deuteronomy 6. Here's what it says. There's word for word. Commit yourselves wholeheartedly to the commands that I give to you. Repeat them to your children where you were, when you were at home, on the road, going to bed, when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead. Write them down on the doorposts of your house. I don't think that's accomplished in 37 seconds every day. It just can't be. It doesn't come close to doing the job. So we're called to communicate with our kids. Tell them about God. Tell them about the Bible. Read Proverbs one. I mentioned that during the children's message. Listen to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. It's so important. And and, and as I'm speaking, I know I've got a a lot of uh, I've got some some younger ones, but I've got some uh, you know my age dads out there. We we have we have fathers too. And we can mentor others. So I I guess uh, parents and and grandparents, I encourage you, uh, don't let the school or the coaches be the ones that instruct your kids. Uh, don't even let this church be the only thing that instructs your kids on the ways of the Lord. Don't even let the youth program, and I know what they teach in the youth program. It's pretty good. It's good. But, 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 it's, but that, that can't be the only instruction you receive. That can't be. You need to receive it from dads. Let's train up a child in the way that he should go, and, and when he's old, he will not turn from it. That's not, that's not for the churches. That's not for the schools. That's not for coaches. That's for parents to hear that. Train up our children. Number two, uh, Number two, uh, we, we, we fight this with our time. We fight these, this culture with our time. Time is a big one because once you've spent the time, uh, you, can't ever, you can never get that back. You know, dads love sports. Uh, have, I've just got an example here. Robert Schuler, he's a pastor, uh, but he once said that he chose to fail so that he could succeed. He said, I chose to fail at golf because I wanted to succeed as a dad. Though he loved golf, he knew that he could never devote adequate time to his job, to his hobby, and to his family, and so he just kind of cut out his hobby. didn't mean that he, didn't, he never played, it didn't mean that he never had fun, but that was no longer his focus, because he knew that being a dad was just that important. Again, when we look at Deuteronomy 6, I mean, how are we doing with our time? Impress them on your children, talk to them when they sit at home, when you, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Write them on the door frames of your homes. What is important in your life today? You know, we think about that. It's pretty easy to tell. I mean, you can literally just look at your, uh, at your, your smartphone and look at the calendar on there, and, and that's, that's where we can see our priorities. Look at the schedule. Whatever your time is devoted to, that's likely what your priorities are. So many days, uh, many dads will say that, uh, you know, they love their jobs, their hobbies, their entertainment, they love comforts and things of that sort. Of course, if you ask them, they will say they, they swear up and down they love their kids. But, I mean, time just doesn't always reflect that. Uh, in, in an affluent community like Hudson, it's really tough. I mean, it, it's one of those things where uh, some of us have bought into this thinking of, of this world. We need to chase money. I need to keep working so I can provide the, the, the appropriate house, the appropriate car, the boat, the cabin, all those things. I'm not trying to discount any of those items, but, but if providing for the family is, is, it becomes, that's more time spent than it is raising our children to know this Heavenly Father who adores them and loves them, and, and, and it pulls them away to the point where because we don't teach about it, they just feel like it's okay not to be here anymore. That's a mistake. Um, so we need to invest our time. I wonder if sometimes we go beyond what's necessary with, with regards to uh, to earning to getting money, because we can give money and we can give possessions and they're all replaceable. But our time, that really reveals the priorities. Quality time is. Um, I, it, it, I love sports. I love I love hanging out. I love talking uh, with with people and enjoying a, a play time. Um, But if my priorities end up being sitting on the sidelines of a ball field and eating fast food four nights a week, I think I need to revisit what those priorities really should be. So finally, um, uh, fighting the battle uh, with our lives. Genesis 18. Genesis 18, verses 18 to 20 uh, is a revealing passage. It says, Abraham will become a great and powerful nation, And all nations on the earth will be blessed through him, for I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the ways of the Lord by doing what is right and just. I mean, the way we live our lives will be a direct reflection of how our children will likely grow up and live their lives all the way through. You know, uh, I remember um, a few years back, my son, he, my oldest boy, Winter, he loves country music, and he said, oh, Dad, you've got to hear this song. It was a Rodney Atkins song, and it was about a boy who always looks at his dad and said, and, and the, the song kind of went, I, I, I want to do everything you do. And our kids are watching us, and they do. When they're little, when they're tiny, they want to do everything dads do. They want to be dad, regardless of what that is, even when we think we don't, we, we don't want them to do what we're doing. Uh, A song like Slow Fade, uh, Casting Crowns, Be Careful Little Feet Where You Go for it's the little feet behind you that are sure to follow. They remind us that in all times, all times, dads, we are leading, again, even when we didn't plan to. So I can see the result of that now in my boys. Um, Again, my youngest one just graduated high school. I see what they do. I see how they've been impacted uh, by their dad, doing good things and bad things. I, I see that. And I, 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 know, I, I know that it had an impact on them watching their dad as they grew. And I also know that they, uh, um, they saw a man that was willing to repent and I, I, that, willing to apologize and act on his beliefs. I know they saw that. I wanted to be the right kind of dad because like it or not, I knew that they would mirror me one day. And even if we're not dads yet, young men, One day, in all likelihood, you will be, and people will be looking at you. The kids will be looking at you. 2 Kings uh, uh, chapter 14 speaks of a king of Israel named Amaziah. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and in everything. He followed the example of his father, Joash. So what kind of example are we setting for our kids? It's a huge question, and um, our words will say things about us that's true, but it's how we live our life um, that it shows really how we are. So we have to fight this war with our kids. And I, I, this wasn't meant to be a somber message, but it is a critical message. It's critical. So I'm going to wrap up, and as I'm wrapping up here, I'm just going to speak to, uh, to all, all kids here, young and old, that we all have parents. You know, and life isn't always what we want, to, want, want it to be, and it's not always the best our lives aren't always pleasing to God, and there are some of us this morning that, um, that, that, have a dad, um, that have a dad that wasn't so good. And some of us look at that list. If you open up your bulletin, I put a little effective dads list in there. I was just kind of going on the Internet. I'm like, man, there's some good stuff out here, effective dads. And I know that sometimes we look at that list and, and, uh, and we go, man, my dad's nothing like that. And so I'm going to suggest something uh, as we close out that, uh, that's kind of a little awkward for a Lutheran church. Um, but I'm going to suggest it anyway because I, I truly believe that God calls this whole church his family. This family here, the family center family, uh, there's, there's family there. And so there's great dads in this room. It's fantastic dads. There's old dads, young dads. There's also good dads out there. And what I'm going to encourage you to do um, is, is this. Um, you, know, you know the successes. You, 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 you know how the kids are. You know them by their fruit. Uh, that's what Jesus teaches that always. So as we see our children, as we see our young men and women growing up, we see what that looks like, and we can recognize that. Um, be a mentor. Those of you that are older dads, your kids are already gone, continue to be a mentor. Be a mentor to young dads, little ones. Uh, it, it, I, I, I meet with a uh, with a, a young dad uh, about every week, and he, he, he requested that. I love it. I love to mentor somebody. And uh, older dads, we have that opportunity. Young dads, uh, find the older dad and, and ask to be mentored. Would you be willing to meet with me for coffee sometime? Yeah, that'd be good. I'd be happy to. You know the answer to give. People watch, and they see the results of what we do, dads, and I, I just... Uh, if someone comes up to you and asks, you, you, you know how to respond, be a mentor. Ask him. Ask to be a mentor. Ask for a mentor. And those of you that, that uh, some of you actually help out at the cross in the youth program, whether it's at this church or whether another church, there are kids out there who don't have good dads. They don't have dads. We have kids in our youth program who haven't seen their dad in, in months, sometimes years. They don't know who their dad is. They don't know much about them. or the dads so absent that they're not teaching anyway? They need mentors. No, no discount with moms. Love moms. But dads are really important. I really encourage you to do that. Um, there is no, nobody's too old to be a mentor. There's a meme, I'm just going uh, to, there's, there's a meme out there that says, it uh, has, has three boys on it. I see it on my Facebook post, on my Facebook feed once in a while. And it says, um, there's these three boys on there, and they're, they're trying to one-up one another, as little ones do sometimes. Well, you know, my dad, I, I, my dad knows the mayor. And the other one goes, well, that's nothing. You know, my dad's good friends with the governor. And on the sideline of this meme, you can see there's a man standing there. And the man is waiting, because his, 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 his son is, is, is about to respond to this, and he's wondering what his dad's going to say. I'm sorry, he's wondering how his son is going to respond to this challenge of this boy's dad knows the mayor, this boy's dad knows the governor. And, And the boy says, my dad knows God. That's nothing. My dad knows God. I pray that our children know that our dads know God. That's what our prayer is. May our children always be able to say, my dad knows God. Fight the battle. Let's start today. Let's pray. So Heavenly Father, uh, I I give you thanks for your word that is so wise. And I give you thanks for dads in this room. I give you thanks for mentors, dads who uh, have, have, have followed you closely and just want to continue to do so. Father, I ask you to put others in their path that they can lead on a closer relationship with you. Let us not be afraid. Let us not be ashamed of our relationship with you. Let us continue to pursue it and let us teach others to do the same. Father, I pray for our kids that, that go off into the, the world and they, and, they don't, and they don't necessarily have the guidance. They leave that behind a little bit, Father, but I ask you to put people in their lives that know you and that want to guide them on a closer relationship toward you. I pray that you uh, open up hearts and minds to be mentors, to let us be mentors, and to let us seek mentors, even in this room, in our congregation, in our church family. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.